Just got a touch of the town where I grew up Some many damn California girls love Some people like to make a little fun of The way I talk And get slower at the three or four cold beers Gets louder when I'm cheering on my volunteers Folks know I'm country when they hear The way I talk It sounds a little bit like my daddy Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, the Patriot. Glad you could join me this morning, guys. We got quite a story for you. Because uh, it, it's an ever-evolving story involving Hunter Biden. I mean, as anyone knows, unless you're uh, just, I mean, living somewhere without an internet connection, a cell phone, a TV, or anything, um, you've heard this guy's name a billion times. And it's a very good reason for it. There's a very good reason for it. He is a corruptocrat. <laughs> uh, they are, bar none, probably the worst political family in the history of the, uh, politics in the United States. Um, they're very close to as corrupt as third world countries are uh, on, the whole, on, on the entirety of the world stage. But uh, we're eagerly anticipating some upcoming testimony of an IRS whistleblower against Hunter Biden. Uh, it's scheduled for July 19th. And in addition, we will be examining the arrest of Gal Luft, as well as acknowledging the courage, uh, the courage of the whistleblowers that are coming forward. Because people, what you don't understand is these people are not running, hiding, ducking, and dodging for no reason at all. Their lives are at risk. Their freedom is at risk. Take a look at everybody who's decided to come forward uh, in the Hunter Biden case. They've either suffered reprisals, they're in prison. Uh, look, the first Hunter Biden uh, whistleblower, or, uh, yeah, whistleblower, I would say, was arrested in Germany on, on their way here. Uh, and prior to that, even, we had one of the owners of Burisma, the wife and the actual owner of the accountant is the, was the wife, uh, is scheduled to come to the United States and tell them what she knew about the Biden family dead. Her husband, dead. Um, people are disappearing and getting locked up at a, a, a crazy rate. An amazingly crazy rate. And it seems as like the, the, the media, it covers it up, right? So they cover it up, and no one knows to ask questions because you don't know what you don't know. That's simple. Uh, these people would, most of them on the left, don't hear the news that you and I hear. It's just a fact. If you turn on CNN, you will hear the story that Gal Left was an arms dealer selling oil, blah, blah, blah. And they say that as if that matters. They say it as if that matters. Uh, to the information he had, or, you know, why didn't they arrest him in Israel, right? We have extradition in Israel. I don't want to get into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. But Tara Reid flees the country. Uh, it, 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 there's just an enormous amount of evidence uh, against the Bidens, and the ever-mounting pile of evidence continually gets put on the back burner, and witnesses get treated like criminals, um, and the FBI seems to not care about what 
the laws are in the United States or who they're beholding to. They don't they don't know. They don't care, rather. Not they know, but they don't care. Christopher Ray, I personally believe is a compromised individual. I, I don't believe he's compromised in the way most people think he is. I, I don't think he's necessarily loyal to Joe Biden. I think his loyalties lie with China. And the reason I say that is that what I stated in previous podcasts, uh, he was a lawyer for the CCP. The way it goes is that he, had, he, he was the lawyer for a client of his. That client was an anti-CCP guy, right? Uh, Xi Jinping uh, essentially hated this man. He was one of the most hated people in China because of his outspoken rhetoric uh, when it comes to the Chinese Communist Party or CCP or Xi Jinping himself. So, with Christopher Ray being this man's lawyer, Christopher Ray, uh, you know, he dropped him as a client to take the CCP as a client. And when he did so, uh, he started making an enormous amount of money, uh, $6.3 million per year. It's about a 600% increase uh, or more, a 600% more than what uh, most all put it this way it's 600 percent more than most lawyers make right they they release the salaries for the lawyers in 2019 and 20 and uh in the top 200 law firms i think they said that lawyers made about a million dollars per year as i stated in the previous podcast this man made 6.3 million so you have to ask yourself why he made so much more than all the rest of his colleagues in the united states not just in his company and the reason why is he took CCP on as a client. And then he go beyond just taking the CCP on as a client, uh, when he becomes the FBI director, uh, he then arrests his former client, who was the enemy of the CCP, who is being held without bail in prison right now in New York for a fraud case, a very weak fraud case. So it's... There is definitely some questionable uh, ethics at play there due to the fact that he is his former lawyer and the fact that I don't understand what kind of a fraud case would warrant someone being held without bail as if he's a murderer or something. Now, so you, you get the point. It's not that Christopher Ray is trying to protect Joe Biden. He's not. He's got his foot in his mouth all the time when it comes to the Bidens, yes. But you don't understand that what he's doing, he's most likely uh, uh, standing in place to make sure that the Bidens' mistakes, the Bidens' criminal behavior, uh, doesn't lead back to the Chinese Communist Party. That's it. That's what he is. And that's exactly how he acts, and his, his actions uh, speak to that. So, although uh, that is my opinion based on the facts that I just gave you, based on his behavior, based on his uh, unwillingness to, uh, you know, uh, obey the subpoena, answer questions, uh, investigate leads when it comes to the Bidens, uh, they, he just doesn't do it. Uh, we've seen the FBI, uh, Timothy Tebow take, uh, a, a, you know, jump on a grenade for the FBI, but nobody else got arrested for... Uh, using false information in uh, FISA court in order to get warrants. 
but no one's been arrested for it. We had one guy, uh, you know, one guy step up and, you know, take the bullet for everybody else, but nobody else got arrested. The FBI from the Comers, excuse me, Comey, I apologize, Comey, uh, James Comey, uh, all the way down to Christopher Ray, Timothy Tebow, there is enough problems in, in on display in the FBI's leadership that, you know, we definitely have to do something about this as soon as possible. As soon as possible. But you got to understand, <coughs> excuse me, when you have somebody dead to rights, but that person whom you got cornered, uh, is in power. They're in power. They're going to use their power and their influence in any means necessary to hold on to that power and to make sure, since they are the people that set the law, they want to be above it. And that that in lies the problem, is that these people think that they are above the law. They look at you and I like we are peasants. We don't mean a damn thing to these people we are a means to an end for the Democrats and the people in government. I wouldn't even just label, I wouldn't even just throw that, uh, you know, that line at Democrats specifically. Because that's, a, a, that's politicians. But mostly in the Democratic Party. And, and that is the truth. The, they use people's victimhoods. They lie to you. Uh, they, they, they do things with, with, you know, word salads, playing games with people. Uh, with the information, just like they did with God Love just recently, why they arrested him, uh, even though he had six agents go to Brussels and meet with him, and meet with him. It, 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 here's the thing. If you really believe for a second that they arrested this man on a FARA violation, which Hunter Biden is also guilty of, because they both worked here. I, I'm getting, once again, getting ahead of myself. I want you to hear from Gal Luft and exactly... What uh, he said happened, and you'll understand a little better at that point uh, what I'm talking about. And I should get a lot better at pulling up these damn clips (laughs) than I am. But uh, here, take a look uh, for yourself, and you tell me, look at this man's eyes, and you tell me he's not credible. They sent six agents over to speak to him. Is he still not credible? But when he was on his way here, when he was on his way to come talk or testify, and tell what he knew about the Bidens, then all of a sudden he became a criminal. Take a listen. He said that the meeting take place in March because at the time there were rumors that Joe Biden was planning to run for president. I saw it as my civic duty to alert the government beforehand and give it enough time to probe the issue. I want to be clear. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I have no political motive or agenda. I did it out of deep concern that if the Bidens were to come to power, the country would be facing the same traumatic Russia collusion scandal. Only this- you got to remember, guys, at the time when he is filming this, uh, is it two, that March of 2019. So just to, just to put a little preface on what he's saying, it was March of 2019. Biden had not yet been elected. So, yeah, with that... This time was China. Sadly, because of the DOJ's uh, cover-up, this is exactly what happened. The DOJ sent to Brussels a delegation of six uh, people. 
two prosecutors from the Southern District of New York by the names of Daniel Reichenthal and Catherine Ghosh. See, people, he has the names. And he has the goods, too. He has the documentation to prove everything he's saying. And they know it. And that's the reason he's in prison. I'm not telling you, nor would I tell you, that he's a good man. He worked for the CEFC, worked for the same people, uh, most likely doing the same thing uh, as Hunter Biden. So uh, when he's saying what he's saying, he's speaking from knowledge. Now, either the information he's uh, coming here to give is good or not, and that's easily verifiable because we have enough other documentation uh, to be able to corroborate said evidence. I'm not telling you that he didn't broker deals with, uh, you know, uh, with the Iranians or any of the other talking points that you're hearing in the media right now as it relates to Guy Luff. But I'm telling you, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. He can still be tried. He can still be convicted for those things. Fine and dandy. But once again, it shows a two-tier uh, legal system. It shows that they are willing to prosecute this man for a fair violation for representing China and the United States for the CEFC, which is exactly, I mean, exactly what Hunter Biden was doing. But yet the FBI felt the need to charge this man. Why? Because he was coming here to tell you what the Bidens were doing, and he had the goods. And four FBI agents. One of them was Special Agent Joshua Wilson from the Baltimore field office, which also happens to cover the state of Delaware. Now, you want to ask yourself, why did the government dispatch to Europe so many people? Why six? Why not two? The answer is that they knew very well that I'm a credible uh, witness and that I have insider knowledge about the group and the individuals that enriched the Biden family. So he's not, he's not at all giving you the runaround. He's telling you exactly what he knows. Miranda Devine, who authored the book, uh, uh, The Laptop from Hell, and, and she's an amazing reporter, um, also got those same goods uh, from him as well. Prior to all this going down, I mean, she was already on it. That lady's on it, I, really on it. I love the book. If you haven't. And, and I, I constantly uh, recommend this book to people. Please go get Laptop from Hell. And, if, if, you know, Audible has changed my life. I'm on the go all the time. Um, I, I love reading, uh, obviously. Uh, I'm always on my cell phone catching up with the news and doing whatever to keep you guys uh, up to date as well. Uh, however, I don't have a lot of time to sit down and read books. So uh, Audible has absolutely changed my life and uh, upped the game for me. So uh, get you an Audible account. Go get uh, this, this book, Laptop from Hell. Uh, you will not be disappointed at all. Now, they're, they're talking about uh, the IRS whistleblower who was also, uh, you know, he, he met some reprise, although he still works at the IRS. But keep in mind, remember, after they brought, after they brought their case forward, he, he brought his story forward. Um, they saw fit to remove all the people who were on the case at, uh, at, at, the, at the IRS. They got an entirely new investigative team, right? Now, 
on the surface. This is that word game again that they play. We got rid of the team because of all the complaints and things that uh, they knew but weren't able to follow. We just figured starting over from scratch would be a good idea. No, it's never a good idea in the middle of investigation uh, to do so. What you needed to do was uh, allow these people to do their jobs. And, and they never allowed them to do their jobs. And, and that's always been an issue with them uh, not allowing uh, people to do person. their jobs. Now, Gary Shapley, who is the guy who is the uh, whistleblower for uh, the FBI, I mean, excuse me, the IRS whistleblower, um, he has a very interesting story, and he's obviously got a lot of experience doing exactly what he does and the paperwork to back up exactly what he's saying. Uh, and a lot of which is displayed in this clip. Please take a look. You'll understand exactly what I'm talking about very quickly and you'll see how credible he is. This was any other person they likely would have already served their sentence. Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers, how much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. The back taxes were paid Shoot. off. And last week, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement with Hunter Biden. The president's son would admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time. Yeah. Not for you and me, it wouldn't. Not for you and me, it wouldn't. We would be doing at least 10 years in prison. In most states, the gun charge holds a, uh, a mandatory minimum of five years in prison because he lied on the application. So once again, a two-tier justice system, whistleblowers being locked up whenever they're traveling to the United States to testify, other people like Tara Reid fleeing the United States in fear for their lives. Um, it, it, it doesn't stop with this family. There is so there's an avalanche of evidence all over the place, and seemingly at every turn there is someone trying to upend the investigation, lie to you, and cover up the evidence. And uh, you know, when you talk about this guy here, uh, Shapley, and he was trying to do the investigation, and Weiss, who was the state's attorney and United States attorney uh, in. Uh, uh, Delaware, uh, appointed by Trump, but they like to point that out all the time, appointed by Trump as if he is Trump. <laughs> you know, uh, he, he can still do, you know, whatever he wants to do. Yeah, he got the job based on his merit, thank God. Uh, but it, it doesn't mean just because he's appointed by Trump that makes everything he does okay because Trump hired him. Uh, ridiculous sentiment. I, I love when they point that out. It's just, it absolutely makes no sense and no difference at all. The guy, uh, it, it, was, it was said that he had, Garland said he had full ability to uh, do whatever he wanted to do under the law. And then it turned out that that might not have been true uh, at all. Uh, listen to uh, Garland saying that he actually did have the authority. But he didn't. steps that we but weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them. We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take. That's correct. Yeah, so 
let, let, let me play that for you again. Listen to what he's saying. Investigative steps we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them. That's correct. So he's saying they were blocked. They were blocked from being able to investigate to the fullest of their ability. And not only did he want to take, he just thought, you know, this is the law. We have to follow the law. Uh, you know, nothing else should come into play. That's essentially what he's stating right there. We didn't just uh, want to take the action that we th that you're talking about against the president, but we needed to because our president has to be above reproach. None of the things that we're learning about the Bidens make them above reproach. Hell, we knew more dirty things about the Bidens before he ever got elected in his 47 years in office that should have already expelled the guy. He plagiarizes other people's lives. He, he puts himself in the middle of situations he's never been in when he tells stories. He wasn't at Selma. He wasn't uh, uh, Corn Pop. He didn't catch the train. He, all those dumbass stories that he constantly tells people, uh, you know, aren't true. And then he lied in the debates that he didn't take money from the mayor of Moscow's wife. He lied in the debates and said that the laptop uh, was discredited and it turned out the laptop was true. Everything that, every, you know, every accusation that has been levied against Joe Biden thus far has actually been true, unlike the ones that they throw at Trump. Uh, and Ron Johnson uh, here is going to talk a bit about how the Dems hide the truth and why is, how can we get to, uh, uh, you know, start taking people out of power that are in power because they're using their power to protect themselves. So how the hell do we get to them? How the hell it is when, when the FBI director, president of the United States and so many people in Congress and Senate uh, and so many others probably that we don't even see that are behind the scenes uh, seemingly are out there trying to push a communist or socialistic agenda that are okay with the things that the Bidens are doing and okay in, in defending him against the things that are made public. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. Where are the good people? Where are the good, honest people in the United States? Where are the good, honest people in the government? Where are the good, honest people in the media? Because they're where are they at? I don't see them. If you turn to a specific network, you don't have anyone within that network that disagrees with one another ever. CBS, NBC. It doesn't matter where they are, they they don't seem to ever disagree with one another. They're in lockstep. It's like they're reading off of the same exact script. I, you know, I want to know who writes the script. That's the person we need to be after. The, the person that's writing the script, that's the guy we need to be after. Who is it? Why is it that all the media, when they report the news, why is it that they're all saying the same catchphrases, reading the same stories, whatever? What is journalism? Because all I, all I see anymore is a bunch of people that read well and look pretty in front of a, and not all of them look pretty, but it, it look pretty in front of a camera. That, that's what I see. That's what everyone sees. We don't trust them. We don't trust law enforcement. We have lost complete trust in the system as it's governed by those on the left. And now even the people on the left have trust, uh, lost uh, trust in the system, and we have more, more Democrats leaving the Democratic Party and, and actually becoming woke, actually waking up. You know, they, they like to use those catchphrases because they're not. They're not woke at all. <laughs> None of them are woke. They are absolute, I mean, 
idiots when it comes to most of this stuff. They want to virtue signal so bad. They stand on the backs of the people that they claim to represent to make themselves taller. They do not give a damn. They don't give a damn about a transgender. They don't care about LGBTQ. I guarantee you if you guys were conservatives, they wouldn't give a shit. It wouldn't matter to them about your plight in life. It wouldn't matter a damn thing to them. If ever a victim, <laughs> another group comes along who has more numbers and their victim, you know, standing up for their victimhood would garner them more power, you will be left in the dust, put on the back burner, and their backs will be turned on you. Look at what happened to a lot of the blacks in the inner cities when the immigrants poured across the border and immediately jumped to the front of the line for housing, and we, we threw vets out of hotels and put immigrants in the hotels in place of the vets because they were paying $180 a night for the immigrant versus the $90 a night they were getting for the vets to be in that same hotel. So they took the money and kicked the vets on the street. This is the type of, this is the government that you're, you're backing up. Do you think they care about the, the everyday struggles of the blue-collar worker? Do you think that they care uh, uh, or, or they think highly of people in the inner city, the impoverished community, the black community? They don't. Look at the, look at the tweets that came out immediately after uh, the, uh, the systemic racist uh, system was tore down from within the college, admin, uh, college admissions uh, uh, across the United States. It's, that, that was literally systemically racist. It was a system that was set up to give to keep people from opportunity and give other people opportunity based on their race. Systemic racism. There it is, in a nutshell. And it was removed. They got rid of it. Now everyone has to earn their way in. I don't understand what's so controversial about having to be smart enough to get in. Having to be uh, one that's willing to do the work or having done the work that you can rise to the challenge, but no, that's not what they think. What they think is exactly what uh, Erica Marshall wrote on her tweet, and she's a Biden cabinet member, and she stated that black people cannot compete in a merit-based system. I think that is absolutely insulting to black people everywhere, everywhere. And, and quite honestly, guys, I, I, and I'm just being honest, uh, I don't understand why anybody, anybody would want to get a job or want to get into college knowing that they couldn't have got in to the college based on their grades and their merit, but would rather be able to take uh, a seat from someone because of the color of their skin, knowing that they haven't earned it, knowing that they didn't. I mean, come on. This is this is not this is not hard. This is absolutely not a hard thing, and this not, shouldn't be something that anyone, right, left, white, black, Asian, anyone should have to argue over. It very simply put is equality. We all have the same opportunity and the same chance now earn it. That's it. <laughs> that's where it stops, and that's where it should always stop. When we were in the 50s and the 60s and even before, and people were fighting for equality, well, you just got equality. But all of a sudden, equality and racism become the same thing? Come on, man. That, that, it doesn't even make sense. It does not make sense. Well, how do we because, put it this way, and I know I'm going off on a tangent on, on a whole other subject, but 
if you withhold someone's opportunity today, they become the victims of tomorrow. And then 20, 30, 40 plus years down the road, are you going to hold somebody else back to give them the opportunity that you took from them because you've created a new, a, a new uh, set of victims? I mean, at some point, it's just got to stop, period. Past, no past. Uh, 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 it, it doesn't matter. Wrong, uh, wrongs were done across the board. It's, it's time to just say, okay, we're all equal. Everyone has the same opportunity. We're a colorblind society full of individuals who have to earn everything based on merit. Very simply put, that is the country we should be. That is the party that we are. And that's, and I, I, I don't understand how anyone could argue against anything like that. I thought that's what everybody was arguing for. But the left has lost their damn minds, and now they argue against uh, they argue against the First Amendment. They argue against free speech. And in some cases, they call it free speech murder. Just if you, all you had to do was ask a question. Hey, the vaccine, don't, don't ask that. You're going to murder people with your question. Ridiculously stupid. Really stupid. And what's even more stupid is most of the guys on the left fell for it. They fell for it. And, that, and that's kind of why I don't have any respect for people that are on the left, that people that, that, that buy into that ideology and know stories and don't have enough uh, ability to think for themselves to see how some of that stuff is so racist and so wrong that you can't make the logic leap and, and see that. But you would rather sit back and be a part of what seemingly is the popular party, but it's not. You think you got the numbers? You don't <laughs> at all. What you got is the media trying to fool people into thinking you have more numbers than you do. You have uh, the, the, the press. Yes, you have the music industry. You have the movie industry. You have all these, all these outlets of all these people that are being inundated by information all around them that constantly are they're being berated with all of the left and woke ideology that they can just spouse through every airwave possible because they know they have to keep doing that because the moment that they stop with that that is it's like that movie uh, uh, what was it called they live with rowdy Roddy Piper uh, and they were beaming out of signals all over the earth I would imagine right so uh, there were aliens walking amongst us but people didn't know because they couldn't see them but when the signal got cut off all of a sudden they could see who people were and if in the signal in this case, is, is the media, it's the press, it's CNN, it's NBC, ABC, uh, Fox even, it, all of them. They're all guilty of it. They're all guilty of it, every single one of them. They're telling you the stories that they want to tell you in the way that they want to tell you so that you can only react within the confines of the information they gave you and you never get the full, uh, you never get the full story. So, you know, they don't expect that we'll go in, we'll do our own research, We'll go look and read the affidavits, subpoenas, search warrants, and anything else that is public that most people won't go read. Most people regurgitate the information that they hear on their news station, whatever their preference is, at later that day in some, you know, back and forth with someone at work or on the street or at the bus stop or at the water cooler, as if they're, t they're saying their own opinion and thinking for themselves when in fact they aren't. And most of them don't know what the hell they're talking about because they believe the things that these people say. And these people are lying. These people, I'm not even telling you they're telling you the truth from a different perspective or point of view. I'm telling you, in most cases, they are lying. 
because when you omit information in order to make the story work for your agenda, the entire story becomes a fallacy. And that's what they do more often than not most times. Now, Ron Johnson is somebody I absolutely respect. I, I do. He's in, a, he's in a very short number of people within the government that I hold a lot of respect for. And uh, he's got a lot to say on this subject of how we actually get to the people in power who are guarding us from being able to do what we need to do, which is uphold the law because they are the ones breaking the law. So listen to what he has to say. Well, how are we ever going to get to the bottom of all of this if the people who are abusing power are still in power? It's the same with the Russia collusion story. All of those people who pushed Russia collusion aggressively are now, I mean, many of them are actually in Biden's cabinet. Look at Jake Sullivan. He was the one pushing the story for Hillary Clinton. So what are we going to do and what can you do as an elected official to ensure that this corruption is, is, is exposed? Well, we have to keep exposing the truth. Truth. We need more whistleblowers coming forward. But they've done a really good job of setting up their procedures in the FBI, in the Department of Justice, to insulate themselves from scrutiny. I mean, yep. look at the letters that uh, David Weiss sent to Jim Jordan in June, June 7th, June 30th. You know, basically giving Jim Jordan the middle finger, you know, you can't investigate us because we have an active investigation. That's what they always use as the excuse. So they've insulated themselves from scrutiny. It's very difficult. But, you know, one indication of the problem we have in terms of the, the multiple-tier system of justice here is Robert Mueller, in less than two years, spent $32 million on his special counsel. So listen, listen very closely, Patriots. Listen to what he's saying. I'm going to rewind it just a second. What he's getting ready to go through with you is the amount of money the federal government allowed to investigate certain individuals. Now listen to those numbers as they relate to conservatives and then listen to how much money was spent when it came time to investigate democrats take a listen special counsel investigation on a complete hoax on, on a on, on a false narrative that the that the obama administration knew was perpetrated by hillary clinton as a dirty trick the, the rush russian collusion with trump hoax 32 million bucks john durham in over three years only spent 7.7 .7 million dollars and delivered virtually nothing, certainly prevented Senator Grassley and I from investigating the corrupt uh, Russian collusion investigation. Now, now you've got Jack Smith in, in a few months has spent $5.5 million. Robert Hur, who's investigating uh, Biden's uh, classified documents, spent $616,000. So right. when you just see the resources and effort put behind targeting Republicans or Donald Trump versus what little resources and how corrupt and unthorough, unthorough the investigations are against Democrats. It's pretty, it's pretty uh, revealing. Yes, it is. Well, how are we ever Absolutely going to get to it the is. So just that tells you exactly how, I mean, how inundated the government is on the left-leaning side within the law enforcement, the law enforcement agencies uh, and all the behind-scenes stuff. The, the guy, guy left or gal left. The guy who who is going to come here and testify as a whistleblower against Hunter Biden, the Israeli guy. Uh, a lot of the things he was talking about took place while uh, at the end of Trump's term. So Trump was president at the time. So you might say, well, he did it under Trump. No, he didn't. You're talking about the FBI. Still, you're still talking about the FBI. I mean, this is the same FBI that had, that, that that took 
the FISA, it went to the FISA courts with uh, the fake dossier and, and got warrants for people's arrests, upended people's lives based on false information. If you read those text messages between tweet Peter Strzok and, 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 and the different people within the Bureau, or take a look at what happened with the Bureau when they went to Twitter. You had all those ex-Bureau FBI agents working in Twitter, James Baker and many others. They had a back page with their own ability to communicate amongst themselves. They were censoring conservatives. They were taking orders from the White House directly, local law enforcement, FBI, CIA, all government agencies. They were meeting with Twitter uh, upwards of 50 times per month. And they were just telling them, hey, uh, censor this, do that. Do. So this is the law enforcement that's in the background, regardless of who is in the White House. Because nobody would have ever thought it's as bad as it actually is. Most people, even like me, would have thought, hey, this is America. This is the United States. That doesn't happen. You're crazy. Why in the world would something... We wouldn't let that happen. People in the FBI are generally good folks. That couldn't happen. Uh, it doesn't matter right or left. Nobody wants to try to up in the Constitution of the United States. Nobody's trying to take freedoms away from the United States, people in the United States. Well, how, why in the hell would anybody think that? Well, now take a look what's happened in the last two and a half years. You can't say that anymore. If you said that right now, you would be lying. A hundred percent, you would be lying. These people have defended the most abhorrent things. Uh, and the media is, is, is no, no better. They're just another branch of the, uh, of, of the Democratic Party. I mean, look, look at just recently what they did. This is, this is, I read a post earlier from Kevin Sorbo, who's the guy who played Hercules on TV. And he stated that the, the, the press had nothing to say uh, when it came to the movie Cuties, right? However, they, had, they were they're calling... Uh, uh, Sound of Freedom, uh, a QAnon-adjacent movie, and uh, uh, it's talking all this stuff about QAnon as it relates to uh, child sex trafficking and, and, and human trafficking. This is nuts that they wouldn't be behind, 100% behind a movie based on a true story that showcases how much these kids are being just... I, I can't even go into it. It's just too hard, but these people, these kids are being hurt. They're, they're being uh, abused across the world. Across the world. And the United States is not immune from this. That's exactly why we feel about uh, the way we do about what happens at the southern border. We have 85,000 missing children right now that have came across the border since Biden has been president. We don't know where they are. And, and it's not even a blip on the news. Have you, have you heard about it? Have you heard about it anywhere but here and maybe a few clips that you find looking through uh, uh, whatever, TikToks or something like that on, on the Internet? Because nobody else is talking about it. 85,000 kids, folks, and the news completely ignores it. Do you know why they ignore it? Because I heard this earlier. I didn't have a word for it. I believed it already, but I heard it earlier uh, on another podcast. And they called it the anti-anti-communism. <laughs> so... And it actually works. So if we are anti-communism, they have to be anti-anti-communism. Because anything that we say, any, any, uh, anything that we try to champion, they have to hate. Because they can't catch themselves agreeing with us, even if we're right. Because to do so would be one with us. And they just can't have that. So no matter what happens, they have to disagree with us. No matter how right we are, no matter if we have 
But we can have it on tape with witnesses, everybody seeing it live on TV. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They are going to disagree and hate it and try to tear it down if someone on the right is the champion of it. That's just the way they are. The Democrats, uh, for that reason, have lost all respect. Um, and, and I would venture that behind the scenes, even the people that are going along to get along, they're not liking it too much. But they're cowards. They're cowards because they're not speaking up. And that's what I tell everybody. I don't care what the damn consequence is. If you're right, speak up. You cannot, be re you cannot remain quiet. If the, whatever the cost for doing the right thing is, happily pay it. Because in the short term, it may su you may suffer. In the long term, you, you, you will see that there's going to be way more benefit. Way more benefit. And depending on what it is you're standing up for, it may be more benefit for everybody. And that's a life well lived. That is a life well lived. Well, Patriots, it's been great hanging out with you as usual. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to do it again. So we'll see you again tomorrow morning. And uh, we're going to have more on the Biden story because I'm going to dig more into Gallup and these allegations made against him. And we're going to talk about uh, how essentially I'm going to teach, try, try my best anyway, to teach people exactly how those people on the left um, reword and, and reassemble stories in such a way to make them look like they are virtuous and good when in fact they're just twisting the truth. They're twisting the truth to benefit their agenda and their agenda is it's it's anti-american in every way shape or form their if they got everything they wanted today you would not be free tomorrow you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to speak freely you wouldn't be able to move about freely you wouldn't be able to look for anything you want to look for on the internet because believe me if biden could erase every story about him off the internet tomorrow legally he would He's done a damn good job by inundating all the social media and search engine companies to have them uh, move around their algorithms so you can't find certain things, Google and, and YouTube and others, I'm sure. Um, but they, they, tomorrow, if they got everything they wanted today, tomorrow you would not have any of the freedoms that you enjoy right now. You wouldn't. And, and that's, not, that's not conjecture. That is 100% true. The only thing holding them back from the, the full-blown tyrannical reign are just a, a, a few people. A few people. It's not a lot, folks. It's not a lot because we don't see a lot of people in the United States, the everyman. We don't see you guys standing up. We don't see you guys standing up. We are going to be standing, though, many in the Patriots Prayer podcast and the cast behind the scenes, guys, that you don't see. Uh, we are going to be at the Great Awakening uh, at Rancho Park in Vegas on the 25th of August, and I hope to God I see you there. There are going to be a lot of good speakers and a lot of chance for us to get to know uh, who each other are, and uh, we need to assemble. We need to organize. We need to organize nationwide. We do not need to be fighting amongst ourselves. We need to understand there is something much bigger uh, at play and that we need to be united to fight it off. So uh, I hope to see you there. And as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Have a good night.